0: The following podcast is for mature audiences only, so hey, look, if you're under 18, just turn it off, okay?
1: Do you know the secrets of making friends? They are so simple and easy.
2: Well, that looks easy enough, and Joey is going to try it out.
1: Hey guys, it's Miss Jenga. It's Freckles. And we are here today with Shanna Dion, also known as the sister siren of Siren and the Treasure Chests. Welcome. We got it all the way up. Welcome to the O Face <laughs> Podcast. We're glad to have you. I've been wanting to get you on the show for a long time. I'm
2: so excited to
1: be here. Me too. Me too. And uh, Freckles made us a drink this week. I did. You did. Yes. This is a golden shower.
0: <laughs> yes, a golden shower. All right, it's come nice. to this. It's
2: it looks. Cut. It looks like one too. It's not clear, so I'm suspecting <laughs> of a, um, a a bit of infection in this particular one.
0: It's ah, clean.
1: <laughs> that's actually pretty tasty. What is it?
0: That is uh, vodka, orange juice, triple sec. Um, a little bit of lemon juice and ginger beer. Ginger
1: beer. Wow. Another did ginger you invent beer beer this? Drink.
0: I did not. Oh, okay. Found it on a website. Say, we'll
2: see how it um, mixes with my, my um, anti-sinus uh, medicine. Excellent. Oh, this will <laughs> okay. be a fun ride. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I uh,
1: canceled my weekend plans because I had the, the crud descend upon me as well mm-hmm. so and i still had shenanigans happen so there you go <laughs> yeah we I are. was. yeah i was gonna stay at home last night and tidy up the house and go to bed early and then somebody started pinging me for props for a boudoir shoot that they were doing i'm like yeah Let's i see. got that i got that <laughs> <laughs> we have it all so i took it over next thing i know i don't have any clothes on and they're taking pictures of me too <laughs> wow <laughs> wow
2: where was this at
1: this is in everett okay. yeah uh Infinity, in okay. Infinity, Infinity, yeah, yeah. Infinity, uh, boudoir photography. He does amazing magazine quality stuff. Wow, just incredible. Interesting, good to yeah. know. Yeah. Always
2: looking for people in my world.
1: Yes, yes, he's and we're gonna have him on as a guest in a couple of weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that'll be fun. So you'll have to you'll have to listen to it, so you for can sure. hear all about his tuning process in. and tuning how in now. how you go over <laughs> to drop off an alligator head, and then the next thing you know, you're naked. So. <laughs> <laughs> Like you do. Just a regular (laughs) Saturday night. (laughs) (laughs) How funny. Fantastic. Well, we're super glad to have you on the show. And you've got um, a burlesque troupe that you run and a lot of other cool stuff. But we've got um, Martin Luther King Jr. Day is the day that this podcast drops. Yeah. And one of the things that I really admire about you, because you're not just another burlesque show producer is your champions of rainbow children everywhere and yes. sex positive living and the gays and all, <laughs> all the body other, sizes all body sizes POCs
2: just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. bring them all out yeah it's important to represent everybody it is and you know? the
1: civil rights movement really was the catalyst for all the other civil rights movements that we've had mm-hmm. and um you know the the gay agenda so to speak oh, yes. often gives I a have nod I gay agenda I do too it's it's a pink planner <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs>
2: I'm always pushing the shit right? that's good
1: <laughs> um, so they, they often give a nod to the civil rights movement because we wouldn't we wouldn't be where we are and have the civil liberties we do with our sexuality if it weren't for that so right so what's your superhero origin story with that how'd you get on taking in homeless gay kids and trans kids and I love watching your Facebook feed to see what kind of <laughs> cock glitter sparkle parties you have, right. and and craft nights. I should say you know, you're not glittering,
2: yeah. Sparkle cocks. I um, it all started with my daughter, and I hesitate to say she came out of the closet because I never put her in a closet. There wasn't any closet that she was ever in. Sure. Mm-hmm. One day we were sitting on the sofa, and. It was after an Ellen DeGeneres show, and she turned to me and said, Mom, you know, I think I'm attracted to girls, and I want to date girls, Mm -hmm. and I remember just looking at her and saying, okay, truly, it was no big revelation. There was no hesitancy on my part. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of a... Yeah, I I figured there were sure. signs. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. And I seen them. I think yeah. every mother, every parent should be astute to their child. And when their teenage daughter is taking young uh, girls their age up to their bedroom to do back rubs with incense and candles and saying, I think I'm going to be a masseuse. <laughs> you know, there's other things going on. That's awesome. <laughs> so it started really, really early. And I just noticed things. So Lexi was never in the closet. Nice. She was just who she was. Yeah. And if anything, she experimented with boys. Right. She, mm-hmm. you know, had a few little young, quote unquote, boyfriends, but nothing ever materialized. Mm-hmm. And then the, hey, I'm, I'm actually really attracted to girls. So I think she had her first. Um, Girlfriend at 15 or 16, and we welcomed this young person with open arms primarily because she had come from a religious family okay, who had shunned her, yeah. and oh, we geez. got to which, witness that firsthand, and the, the dad didn't want her. The mom was just a crazy bitch, mm. and we ended up taking care of her oh, for wow. a couple weeks until... She felt safe to go to either one of them, but I think at one point I threatened the parents and said, "Hey, listen, you need to. This this is a sixteen-year-old child. You right. can't just kick her out yeah. of right. your homes." And then they were they were both divorced parents, so you know you got the divorce thing in the situation. Right, right. But this was Lexi's first um, girlfriend, and it was actually my first experience with someone who. Um, was, was like Lexi. And this young person was also um, uh, born a female, but really wanted to transition and mm-hmm. use male pronouns and identify as male. Okay. So that was our very first, woo, huh. we're not on the traditional pathway right. to parenthood. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know, and they dated for about um, two and a half years. And then we had subsequent girlfriends. So I have the list of... Uh, mama bear lesbian stories and <laughs> we I just had to roll with it yeah you know there was there's no training book for this kind of stuff right but I noticed a pattern there was a definite pattern of parents religious parents in particular not accepting their children and I actually just became the mom who they could trust right who they could go to who they could get birth control um, information from there were a mm-hmm. lot of Lexi's friends who had no idea about birth control right and were sleeping around without any protection oh my good lord you know again yeah because of parents ignorance and just saying um well we we go to church so we don't even talk about it right yeah. so my career in being the p-flag mom started very early mm-hmm and then the word spread rapidly that Lexi's mom would go out and buy the birth control and have the talks. Mm-hmm. So I was, <laughs> I was taking in all the young sluts and the gays. <laughs> and I, I loved it because yeah. I could not handle these young people um, being so dismissed right. or having unwanted pregnancies or being thrown out for religious reasons. Yeah. So that's where it started. Yeah. And then when Lexi moved out and got her own life, um, I got back into the, um, the burlesque community and performers and became interested in drag. Sure. And noticed a lot of the young um, male drag queens had similar stories. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, Lexi would introduce me to people. So it comes from a place of the heart, mm-hmm. wanting to be the parent and the safe place that says you're okay.
1: Sure. Do they give you a sticker for that? Like the neighborhood watch stickers, but with a, (laughs) like a pink triangle or something to put. No, I wish. I wish. that be great. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a a
2: safe house. I need some sort of bonus, but the reward for me is, (laughs) is having uh, a Thanksgiving meal. Like we just had and having 12 men come over for dinner Mm -hmm. because they have nowhere else to go. Or, they they felt safe in our home. Yeah, having them come around for holidays, so I'm okay with that. You know, everyone needs a place. Everyone needs to feel safe. And um, for me, I'm I'm happy to be mm-hmm. other people's mothers who maybe are not getting the parental support that they yeah. should have had.
1: You're the rainbow foster mom.
2: I love it. Right. <laughs> and I do I do fun shit with these kids. You know, I, I make. Um, cock cookies, or yep. we do crafts, or we sculpt. Ooh, penises are really big for some reason. I just, <laughs> I wonder, I, and I may I have wonder. penis heavy I've always thought, <laughs> right. oh my gosh. And you know what? I kind of a couple months ago, I was thinking about it because I have a big balloon fetish, and I thought, well, it's. It's a skin balloon. I mean, it it is. inflates, <laughs> yes. and it deflates, and there you go. There's right? my answer. And you can so.
1: blow on it, and it
2: gets bigger. Right? <laughs> it's a, and so I'm envious. Even when it has a penis, I'm like, damn it. I'll trade you my boobs for your penis. Yeah. There you go. Wow, we veered, didn't we? That's all good.
1: That's all good. That's what it's
0: all about.
2: So you, so. you have
1: fun craft nights, and you're the,
2: the yes. mama bear. Yes, and I... I there's a couple of them that you know my heart has really opened up and extended to, and we remember them at holidays and um, their birthdays and the special times, yeah. the special events. Yeah. But the reoccurring theme with most of these kids or young adults or adults is somewhere along the line they were rejected for their sexual identity. Yeah. And to me, that is abhorrently wrong. You bring a child into this world. There's something called unconditional love, and you love that child no matter what mm-hmm. yeah you keep going. you don't throw your children away, even when they're adults, right you love them right, maybe it's difficult to understand at times, and I certainly have had um my questions like uh, there are a lot of um lesbians who are identifying as males. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's that's that's difficult when your daughter says, Well, I'm into girls. I want to date girls, but then three out of the six partners or four out of the six partners look like young boys. And, and I'm just like, What? Them. What is so it's been a hmm. big So she's learning.
1: pansexual more than yeah,
2: yeah. She likes to call herself queer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But she's definitely, you know, they they better have a vagina. Sure. But a lot of her partners have, you know, they've bound their breasts and mm-hmm. they. Um, Pack. Yeah. They mm-hmm. they are, they uh, take testosterone and they look like males. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. There was one, you know, I don't know how derogatory this is. I don't even care anymore. But I love the term lipstick lesbian. Uh-huh. And there was one of those. And I was like, hoorah, we've got a lipstick, lesbian." <laughs> she lasted for a year. And then she was a bi girl and she went uh-huh. back to males. Oh. So I haven't had the traditional parenting, this is how it's supposed to go. right? And that's just been... A fun ride. Right? An interesting ride. Yeah. Like, yeah. wow, what the hell are we doing this month?
1: Yeah. Our daughter's pansexual, but hasn't really been dating much. But we get to hear all the stories and who she's attracted to recently and
2: but what a good thing as a parent to know that your your children will actually tell you those stories and not hide it or not be ashamed about who they are what they're doing and then you can educate them and saying hey guess what lotion is not a lubricant Right? <laughs> right? Oh, God. Yeah, we, you we had... You need to be.
1: Yeah, we had some episodes of Lotion Boy in our house, too. <laughs> like, no. It's just, here's the coconut oil. I That's was a you.
2: lotion girl. I was one of these girls who wasn't trained or educated about sex at all. Yeah. I was raised as a Mormon and didn't know jack shit when I left my parents' house, or should I say ran away. And I will never forget the first lotion experience and then the subsequent... Um, UTI that followed that. And had I been educated about any of this, Mm -hmm. my path may have been a little different.
1: Yeah. So how did you become a sex positive parent to raise a kid that is open about their sexuality and come from a repressive background like that?
2: Ultimately I, I would have to credit my son. I went through a cancer experience that changed my life. Um, I was living in Utah and raised Mormon, ra- and that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I had a little boy, and um, he changed my life. He turned everything around. Having a cancer child is insane. Mm-hmm. It is the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, and the darkest depths of parenting hell. Yeah, I lost him. And because I lost him, I I lost my world. I lost all the belief systems that supported that world. I was a Republican Jesus freak for, I would have to say, the first 35 years of my life. And when I lost Max, I, um, in my mind, I thought I lost everything. And because I lost everything, that meant everything had to change. So I metamorphed into another human being. Mm-hmm. And I opened my mind up and My world opened up and I moved to Seattle and I take my took my little surviving girl and I just said, Okay, next next adventure please. Yeah. And that's how I came to the burlesque community, the sex positive community. Everything. I was no longer suppressing what life had to be. Okay. I thought I had to be, you know, married and have three healthy children and to church and this was my life this was my calling but mm-hmm. I realized I was wrong and because my child died he set me free right and I grew in a different way nice. I will never forget my first um, burlesque show it was at the uh moisture festival oh yeah yeah I first, went And that's, I went that's a circus arts
1: festival here yes. in Seattle. And about what time of year does that happen? Is that coming up it's in the spring? It's always in the spring. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's wonderful, especially for people who don't know shit. Right. Because <laughs> you get a taste. And I remember going. And I remember thinking, oh my hell, that woman upstage is stripping. And she looks like a woman who is not in her 20s. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. her body isn't perfect. There's what? cellulite. What? What is this magic? <laughs> what the corn? <laughs> and I sat there and I was blown away that a woman who looked close to my age mm-hmm. could strip on a stage. I didn't even know what the hell that was. Were you 40
1: yet? Were you still under
2: 40? I think I had just, I was either 39 or 40. Okay. Never seen anything like that. You know, you see billboards in Vegas or whatever, but I was pretty, I didn't, I had never seen that. So I went home and I Googled it, burlesque. And then I was like, whoa, the, the world cracked open for me. Wow. And I lost a bunch of weight and I took burlesque classes. Yeah. And uh, again, another testament to my son. I just thought when you lose a child from cancer, cancer's always on your mind. Mm-hmm. So... Even though that like, kid's gone, I always diagnose myself with cancer. I just right. thought, oh shit, I've got breast need- cancer. I've got this. I've got.
1: Yeah, you don't need WebMD. You can yeah. diagnose your own self. I'd with get cancer. a headache
2: and think I had a brain tumor. Right. But I remember thinking, well, holy shit, I'm I'm forty years old. I I always wanted to be a stripper. I always wanted to get up on stage and take my clothes off. Here's your chance. And there's this world called burlesque and you can do this (laughs) and that is honestly how i got into it i just thought i'm gonna do this for myself i'm going to get up on stage and and do this and and show my breast before i get breast cancer and they have to be chopped off right so it was that crazy evolution of loss fear and pain turned into a whole other world nice nice and i i'm forever grateful
1: and it gave you a sense of immediacy of we gotta we gotta do this there may not be another time
2: right yeah I started living for now nice instead of future plans or you know yeah all, all the, and since my belief system changed you know and a lot of Christian beliefs and thinking you're living this life to get to the next life right and I stopped all that yeah I was like well that's kind of crazy bullshit yeah how about I just live life for now and see what that's like. So, what have been some of your
1: favorite adventures since then? You got up stage, got everything, up on stage, and shook your titties. Everything in, your ass. in the
2: underworld. Everything was either burlesque or um, the Seattle sex positive scene. Uh huh. Um, I got involved with CEF. I, I just threw myself into a world that I knew nothing about, uh huh, because I was so horribly repressed. Okay. And I learned it all. Um, People used to say, I can remember, um, uh, people used to say, oh, she must be this wild, crazy swinger and doing all these crazy things.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Right? (laughs) Sure. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. And the truth of the matter was, I was just a uh, diabetic in a candy store. I just (laughs) wanted to know everything. And so I learned everything. And I picked what i liked mm-hmm. you know what did you like what did you find that you liked? um i dabbled with polyamory uh-huh but that crashed and burned on me so okay. i realized you know what That didn't really <laughs> ouch <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but i seen it worked for other people and uh-huh. i love the concept um i loved and i discovered that the outside world, or the people who are very conservative or have an idea of how life is supposed to go, are incredibly judgmental about mm-hmm. people who have tattoos or, or live alternative lifestyles or whatnot. And um, I learned that those people, alternative lifestyle people, are actually the most loving people, mm-hmm. the most non judgmental people, the people yeah. who are accepting the and, people who need people. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right (laughs) dump those friends in church right now you know this this isn't to say that all christians are bad or blah 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 no i my experience was everything in past life republican jesus loving shan um didn't work out for me and Mm -hmm. it was a horribly repressive life right but then when i got into what i like to call the freak show the the big circus (laughs) welcome with open arms yeah, your size didn't matter. Your color didn't matter. Your background didn't matter. All you had to do is be accepting. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and honest. Absolutely. Yeah, that's be the who you thing. Are.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Especially in burlesque, um, there's one thing. Especially in the Seattle community, we're very much against body shame. Mm-hmm. If you want to be in the Seattle burlesque community, you better not fat shame. Right. Age yeah. shame. Color shame. Mm-hmm. No shame. Even even skinny shame. Yeah. You, know, you yeah. just... Because that happens too. That does. Yeah. yeah. That does. So. so
1: have you seen the burlesque scene change in Seattle in the last decade
2: or so that you've been involved? I have. Uh, when I started, um, there was not as much hypersensitivity. Okay. Um, oh. It seemed... From my experience, the performers, people enjoyed themselves, um, and it was it was a lot of fun. Okay. The burlesque scene now, for me, in my viewpoint, there's a lot of uh, young performers. I'm an older performer, and I pr- primarily perform now for drag shows. But there is a lot of the younger performers that have a very strong hypersensitivity to every single word, phrase, everything. And if you look at the root word of burlesque, it it does mean to mock and Mm -hmm. make fun of. Right. And I understand that there's a line. I mean, sure. You're you're a crazy person if you think that blackface is okay and doing those type of but then when you look at other things like an act that may use a wheelchair. -hmm. Or an IV pole. You know, Uh there's certain performers that think that that's ageist and that's, or that's, there's a word for ableism or something. Yes. Ableist. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess everyone has to find their own line. Sure. But I noticed over the last year, Uh it's one of the reasons I migrated to the drag community because these were gay men Mm -hmm. dressing up and they were still having fun. They were still having lots of fun backstage, laughing, Mm -hmm. still welcoming. But, a lot of the younger burlesque gals, you know, big long lists of what you could and could not say backstage, your costumes, not allowing. Um,
1: Seriously, censorship yes. backstage? Well, like, uh,
2: even uh, um, the word gypsy, that's been banned. A lot of banning. I, I kind of went on a rampage, you know, huh. like, it, hey, kids, George Orwellian, 1984, we can't, it's not a good idea to... Ban words and... Right. Yeah, thought police, get, not such a good Thought police. I mean, I think our generation understands that, but there's a slew of 20 and 30-year-olds that are... And I call it the Seattle bubble. Mm. So liberal that now we've veered into extreme left wing. Sure. You have to center yourself and find a balance. And you have to let go of the concepts in your head that maybe not everyone shares. For example... Day of the Dead. Uh huh. We celebrated this year. Yeah. We had half our Rainbow children come over, and we did a great thing. It was fun. Uh huh. Got a lot of flack for that. I wanted to put on a Day of the Dead burlesque show. Got a lot of flack for that. Mm-hmm. I I put on a belly dance show. Received a lot of flack for that from the burlesque community. Belly dance. Who would have thought?
0: Huh. From the burlesque community, or from yeah. the? Oh, okay. That's what was their certain, what was their beef?
2: Well, certain. Um, Burlesque performers felt like it was cultural appropriation to put okay. on a belly dance that. show. And uh, I think all of the performers I, I had perform were white.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But... But did you have any apply that were of color
2: or... No. Yeah. And I looked. So, yeah. And I got on my way to yeah. hire um, performers who are either of color or size mm-hmm. or different background mm-hmm. so it's kind of a small pool yeah
1: it is it is yeah that's one thing that I've I found interesting about the performing world is that there when I was a theater director there isn't a lot to pull from you know and a lot of times the, the actors and performers of color are booked a lot because they have you know they're at a rarity um, because the population up here is primarily white and asian (laughs) so we Mm -hmm. don't have a lot of other nationalities up here um not like in other parts of the country anyway so yeah it's i'm sorry that you got some pushback about that
2: i did and i'm a vocal enough person that i let it be known that "Mm, guess what yeah all you 20 year olds who have got your word police going on fuck you yeah i'll (laughs) do what i want live a little travel <laughs> see that the, the your hypersensitive seattle um bubble is not the only place in the world right it's you true know? but it
0: is it is their place and i do see you know some some validity to their argument as far as you know what they want to see the world as is mm-hmm. something that they project out there and if they the 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 i guess the back of the hand to the you know, the helping hand that we give this younger generation saying, be vocal, talk to your, you know, talk about things that bother you, is it well, they do. And There's it comes a, but across... There, that's
1: way different than censoring and sending a list out of, this
2: is crap, you can't say it backstage.
0: It's Seriously. the tools that they've been given and it's the tools that they
2: have. Or even yeah. like religious action, I do a, a nun act. Mm-hmm. And for uh, a particular show, I was asked to change the act to be an opera singer instead of a nun because a nun was offensive to this particular audience. Mm. Now the producer, I respect so much as a drag queen uh-huh. that I did it. I was willing to do that for this particular person for this a private show. It was a charity event and oh, it was okay. a huge charity event and yeah. it involves some religious leaders in, um, yeah, Seattle. So I, you know, there's that ebb and flow. Yeah. Yep. So I'm not hard-lined either.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: You know, what I, I find interesting, though, of the youth is they they have their sensitive words and the things they don't talk about and they don't use the word gypsy and they don't blah, blah, blah. Okay. But then when I ask them, do you vote? Did you vote midterms? Do you understand that by voting, it, it actually changes more of the world than just running around Censoring everything, yeah. you've actually got to be involved in politics. Right. I know a young um, man who is a transgendered kid, mm-hmm. and he told me he didn't vote, and I reamed him. I said, "Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Just because it's good for you in Seattle yeah. and you have network of support, mm-hmm. you have to think of those transgender kids in Iowa." In In Idaho, in Texas. You can't do this whole, well, it doesn't really matter my vote. You're fucking 20 years old. (laughs) You need to vote because guess what? Our generation and voting for Reagan, doing all that shit. Oh, we fucked things up really bad. So guess what? (laughs) You better figure out how to use your voice because none of you kids can even afford to go to college now. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. And we're doing our best to fix it. Right. But, you know, we gotta have the masses. Go out progressives. There. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And you're making changes in the world by making Satan art and clay I penises do. and
2: I do the Satan thing more as a mockery. Okay. I don't believe in Satan any more than I believe in a god. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But for me it's that hot poker of fuck you. Right. I'm done with you. You suppress me, you you regulated me. You did all these things. Well, guess what? Now this is what we're going to do. We're going to do it for fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So and that's you're why making I do that. stuffies.
1: What else are you making? Are they puppets? Tell me about yeah, what your d- stuff. D- is I
2: made some Satan dolls. There's one that has a flaming vagina. I think that's quite funny. <laughs> I love I love the naughty humor. Yeah, And know. Um, yeah. I'm old enough that I just don't care anymore. I have been completely ran over by life, and so now to me, life is about. Loving, letting go, and having a good time. Right, right. All that other fluff that we do when we're in our twenties, and we think that our world's going to go this way. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I like think one of my to favorite sayings: go. "Hey, twenty-year-olds, life hasn't even begun to fuck you yet." Right, <laughs> right. There's another
2: one I really like: the um, "Let go or be dragged." Right. To me, that rings so true. Yeah, yeah. yeah let go for or sure. adaptation. You yes. better figure out how to adapt, or guess what—you're going to pin on all the mental drugs till you're dead.
1: Yeah, and you're going to start selling your art sometime in the next year. I am. Cool.
2: We did a big um, devil show for Halloween. It went over really well, and uh, I think the coming year we're going to have two shows: one at our venue in Linwood, and then bring it to a theater. We oh, Make fun. it bigger and better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot from for me. Fantastic. Anyone who knows me knows it's just my mocking, just yeah. mocking religion because yeah. I love to do that. Right. I think it's okay. Yeah. And what people don't understand, I'm not attacking people personally because I, there's a separation. People mm-hmm. are not their religion. You right. know. Right. It's a belief, and there, there's lots of them. There's hundreds of them. Mm-hmm. You know. Some that you haven't even heard of. Right. 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 Some that believe (laughs) you should have multiple partners and and being
1: slutty is okay. Right. (laughs) Actually read that fucking book. Come on.
2: There's a lot of shit in there. If I was to believe anything, I'd go back to the Zeus days. Bring back the Greek gods. Right.
1: Yes. Yes. Have a good time with that. Have a good time with that. So you've been producing burlesque shows for a couple of years. And mm-hmm. what? Um, how'd you get started in that? What was the impetus for starting your own burlesque troupe and putting on the, the I was shows? kicked out.
2: I was, <laughs> yes. It's a theme for you, isn't it? <laughs> it is my whole life. Yeah. Rebel Shan nice. does shit and shouldn't have done that shit. And oh, guess what? I got caught. So... I graduated in uh, my little burlesque academy, mm-hmm. and, and did you go to Indigo
1: Blues or No? I okay. wanted
2: to. She was full, yeah. and so I went to another one, um, Old School Pinups. Okay, Trixie yeah. Lane ran it, and it was traditional bur- burlesque. There's two types of burlesque. There's neo burlesque and more traditional. Mm-hmm. And the more traditional has to do with the silk scarves, the fan dances, the yeah. very very tease right. oriented. right. Uh-huh. Whereas the neo is much more. Anything goes on the stage, yeah. So I'm better adept to that. But I was so hyped up on the um, moisture festival and what yeah. I'd seen, I was getting to get into classes no matter what. So I lost a bunch of weight. and I was just like, yes, this is this is my moment. Went to uh, a traditional burlesque, did my my coursework, graduated, and I was immediately hired for. A troop. I was good enough to be in a troop, which nice. was super huge. Yeah. Ego boost for a 42-year-old woman with uh, tits that have been breastfed on. Right. I was like, are you kidding me? You really want to see these? <laughs> Two yeah. babies have been sucking on these things, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get them out. I'll be in your troop. <laughs> sure. I was all excited. Uh, I think it was called The Tempting Tarts. And... um Went to the first practice, had my second routine, had made my little pony, uh, my little cowgirl outfit, did my routine in front of my new troop members. And it was to that song, Pony. Uh-huh. That's a dirty song. Yeah. <laughs> it makes yeah. us all kind of hot, and we don't even know why we well, get hot. Well, sure. Right. right. We're like, oh, my gosh, this song. Yeah. Like, you got to run and sit on something after you listen to right. it. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, how's that feel. Did my little routine. was all excited about being the new troop. I get a call three days later, and um, the leader of the troop said, Shan, mm, I hate to say it, but... We think you're a little too sexual for this particular truth. What? <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <laughs> Not. Yeah. Maybe think about toning it
2: down. No. Maybe try a different outfit. No. You know,
0: just done. It
2: was a sexy act. Wow. I have pictures. I have I, pictures.
0: Yes. Okay.
2: And um. <laughs> and I was kicked out. Oh. And I begged. I remember begging. Oh. Please don't kick me out. This is my big chance. to I mean, <laughs> how ridiculous, right? <gasps> so I'm, I moped around for about a week, and I remember thinking, I don't know shit about shit, but one thing I do know is, if it's in my mind, I can make it happen. Yeah. So I picked my little girl self up, and I started going from bar to bar to bar and trying to find a venue uh-huh. where I could start my own show. And I wasn't going to call it a troop. I wasn't going to pick anyone and keep them as a revolving cast. Okay. I was going to make it so everyone would get a chance, and I was particularly fond of newbies—the uh-huh. girls mm-hmm. who don't get in troops, the girls who are their routines are maybe not perfect or maybe right. not polished. I was going to pick them, and I was going to get a give a stage to. Those girls that just needed a chance. Sure. Sure. So that's how it started, really. It was started out of me being kicked out of a troop because I was too sexual. And Sister Siren making a wayward home for lost burlesque. Right? (laughs) Have you noticed a theme? I'm a rebel and I'm for the underdogs. Yeah. If you've been shit on, come to me. I'll help you out. (laughs) So that's how it started. Um, First show was in Kirkland. And um, two different venues. In Kirkland, I just build it and build it and build it uh-huh. until, and I was on my own. I had me and my fourteen-year-old daughter, and I mean, wow, getting my fourteen-year-old daughter involved in poster making and right and trying to help me cut music. Yep. It was a very rudimentary yeah show. In fact, now looking back, I probably wouldn't have gone to my own <laughs> show because it was basic. You know, the performers right. brought in CDs and. Very rudimentary, right? Um, then I shut my entire burlesque world down after my divorce. I just I shut everything down. Yeah. What I'm getting with that is when I reopened uh, up my um, show, I met a lovely partner who was interested. Never seen burlesque before. Uh huh. Was a tech guy. Oh. And he knew everything about building a website. Doing the music right, pre-recording the show, doing the nice. posters, and yeah. I was like, holy shit, I'm gonna sit on you. <laughs> <laughs> you are my pony dance. <laughs> you are it <laughs> So I took him to burlesque one show and he was hooked. He's like, Wow, yeah, this is great! Sold, I, get, huh? I get to see tits and you're not jealous. Right, right. And I'm That's like, awesome. Yes. And you don't know it, but someday I'm gonna marry your ass. Because <laughs> you're my pony. <laughs> Mm-hmm. so now my show is great i think it's great yeah. and it serves its purpose for what it is it's a bar show but i do like to keep my shows out out of the city uh-huh so it gives people in the suburbs a chance to enjoy perversion right. some titties right drag queens whatever i've opened it up to drag queens
1: yep nice and you don't have to pay for parking right that's it's a huge uh, thing yeah 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 there so. is parking generally there is parking <laughs> yes. there is parking yes. and yes. <laughs> snacks snacks are important uh-huh. yes yes and fruities. i've always enjoyed your shows that's uh you know when i was working at new horizons i would come in and scout your shows for for new talent that was willing <laughs> to come to the north end you know uh-huh. because that, that's a big thing with uh, hey, some Seattle you know performers. you show, that
0: show you played at the austin this place isn't quite as far as that
1: <laughs> <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs> Um, and you, you've always put together really solid quality shows. I've I've enjoyed that. And I've also I try. enjoyed your little show. I've been to a lot of shit in. shows.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's yes. just observing other shows and going, ah, yeah. they didn't even have a, a, a menu of performers. Right. So. Right. I'm a yeah. crafty, creative gal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you certainly set the bar high. So, and you've been doing your shows um, in the, the suburbs for three years now this
2: is your third uh yeah we're um closing out our third season this spring nice nice so and then there was there was two years two and a half years in Kirkland so okay I've been producing prior to um burlesque I always put on big art shows or uh, big things with Seif yeah yeah so I, I I throw a big party you came to my wedding. I did. That was a big <laughs> yes. party. Yes. that Married that by was, a drag queen. Hello. You're married by a drag queen. Who Satan was your ring bearer. Right.
1: <laughs> One of our favorite right. burlesque dancers, Serafina.
2: Can you um, even believe they used to be a Christian, a, a Republican Christian? Oh, yeah. Is that, isn't yeah. that just
1: shocking? I, a, lot, a lot of us come from that place. Right? Yeah. I, that's how I grew up is, you know, very Someone opens the fucking gate. We're like, we're running out. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, what We're is this here. thing? What is this
1: thing over here? This shiny right? thing? Right? And yeah. then
2: we want to teach everybody. I've noticed that too. Yeah. Oh yeah. We want to tell everybody our. We become about evangelists, com- right? I mean, it's,
1: it's what we grew up with. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. God. Right. We're sticking to our roots. Really, we've just changed causes. Right. For
2: sure. Yeah, that's fantastic.
1: <laughs> so this next show that you've got coming up, the Red Hot Lovers Burlesque and Belly Dance Valentine's Day Rage. Yeah romp 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 sorry <laughs> <laughs> we can get like that I, yeah i like the the ra- the rager Rage the hell rom. of a party that it you works. set up so um yeah this looks like a great lineup you've got some really fun performers i like
2: to pick different people from different areas and people who may not have um always been seen like i noticed you know i go to a lot of shows and i Notice who always picks the same performers over yeah. and over again. She's yeah. like, Okay. Yeah. Been there, done that, seen that. Yeah. But if you know, it's like Wednesday Dumont, she's an Olympia performer. Oh nice. Have you ever seen her? I have not yet. She's it's incredible. Exciting. She comes from Olympia. Last month, um, this this gal is Australian. We're gonna have an Australian strip for us. Fun. Awesome, right? Um, so, oh, she's a newbie. She has her one act that she graduated with.
1: Jennifer. Yes. Yes. And I
2: seen her at her recital, her graduation. I was like, bam, there's my newbie. Yeah. So I do yeah. like to pick, you know, one or two newbies. You scope out the, that the burlesque
1: classes. Right. Yeah, I like
2: to pick out um, different people. Uh, she's, I can barely pronounce her per name. Persephone. Yeah. Have you seen her perform? I
1: have not. I haven't seen a lot
2: of these folks. She's very glamorous and she's very old school burlesque. So we have some Neo in here. Yeah. Uh, she's one of our good friends. Bella. Bella. Yeah. You've seen her. Yes. Everyone loves Bella. Yeah, I've
1: hired her before. She's amazing. Yeah, she's, she's such a performer. sweet person. She is,
2: yeah. I Easy love the burlesque with. people who are not divas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's who I hire. What? You
1: don't like to have diva cards no, no, thrown and problems it's, backstage it's while bullshit. you're trying to run a show? <laughs> bullshit. Because no. the hairspray issue is far more important than, I don't know, the doors right. being open. Right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I've been really lucky. I've, I've had been fortunate enough to work with some really solid performers that are just professional. They come in and do their
2: thing and well, you kind of hear about the crazies happen. in our community. Cause it's a small community. It is. Yeah. And the crazies weed themselves out or people just stop hiring them. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're like, ah, you better change. You better right. check yourself before check you wreck yourself. yourself. Yeah. You're wrecking yourself. <laughs> for sure, for sure.
1: How was, uh, speaking of going and scoping things out, you went to BurleyCon this year. What was your experience like as a, a producer, performer, um, maven of Rainbow Children?
2: This was, I believe it was my third or fourth Burley Con. I love Burley Con. I couldn't say enough good things about Burley Con. It's important to go if you're in the industry, whether you are a burlesque person, Mm -hmm. a producer. uh, I would love to see more drag people. But it is an international convention. Unfortunately, we have it right here in our city, Uh Seattle. And performers from around the world come. Right, And classes are given from... Uh, how to perform burlesque to how to produce burlesque to how to MC burlesque so it's all about burlesque right. uh, burlesque crafts burlesque costuming makeup it is great and i encourage anyone to investigate if they're interested because um it's and it's so affordable yeah it is yeah. like right now i think they're still having their early bird special and it's like 150 bucks for 150 the whole bucks yeah right yeah it's incredible and if you just want to go and hang out with naked people for the week hello grab your feather boat and ski daddle right exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right i'm I'm curious to ask so we've got a bunch of
1: other people that we're going to be asking about their adventures at burley because this was our our son's first year so mm-hmm. we brought him on for an interview about the whole weekend oh. and he had a great time, really learned a lot and some fun, fun experiences. So
2: my burlesque um, journey has evolved. Mm-hmm. When I started, I I was a size eight. I packed on a lot of weight after my divorce. Mm-hmm. And so with that weight came, um, you know, my, my confidence lowered. Right. And I didn't feel like doing full strip anymore, mm-hmm. you know? Some of us feel great about our bodies, whatever weight. Some of us don't. Right. And we have to work through those issues in our head. I still want to be on stage, though. So I started practicing more of emceeing mm-hmm. and discovered the drag world. And, you know, those two worlds are very closely interlinked. Mm-hmm. I I wish they would support each other more. Right, But... Drag does things a little differently. So I just come up with really funny shticks, like my nun act. Yeah. And those are fake yeah. tits. So I don't have to, you know, I'm self-cautious about my breasts right now. Right. So I'm like, oh, I'll build fake tits. And then yeah. I'll put balloon hoses in them and I'll blow up cock balloons. And won't that be funny? <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm working on a new routine right now for a drag show. And um my partner helped me with it. But I said to him... We were at Sylvia Stafermore's show, and I was in it. And afterward, I found out that one of my favorite drag um, performers is going to be doing a show. Nice. Um, Bobby Joe Blessings. Okay. So funny. And I said to Bobby Joe backstage in the green room, I said, oh, my hell, I really have to be in your Easter show because, you know, we're going to mock Jesus, and (laughs) shit's going to fly. Right. It has to happen. So I said to him, I said, I, I'll get a costume, I'll make a costume, I'll be a costume, I'll do something as a giant chicken, and I'll figure how to shoot eggs out of my vag <laughs> or my ass. I'll figure it out. Right, But you right. got to hire me. Right. And he's like, okay, Shannon, I've just put it together. <laughs> so that's what I'm talking about, about evolving. When I started Burlesque, I was the, the oh, I'm the size I need to be to get naked. Right. But in eight years, I can tell you, I don't feel like getting naked on the stage, but I feel like being funny on the stage and I feel like being perverted on the stage and I can be a different way on the stage that still is sex positive. Right. Because it's
1: just a modified ping pong ball act. Right. Doing. Yeah. So that's my latest thing. I am what, trying. what stripper doesn't want to be able to do that trick?
2: I want to be the giant fat chicken who shits out eggs on love stage.
1: It. I have a turkey costume I wore to your wedding. You I remember.
2: <laughs> and i seen it online. I'm like, oh, Sherry has a turkey costume, yeah. but the chicken costume. <laughs> so investments have been made. Right. I yes. have the giant ch- chicken costume. and Excellent. The apparatus, we've still got to build, but it's going to happen. <laughs> it's okay. You could, you could start with one of those tennis ball shooters. No, no. Not tennis ball. <laughs> ping pong. Okay. The Amazon. ping pong shooters. Our right. overlord, Amazon, yes. has gifted us with a ping pong shooter. Nice. it's hydraulic? Yeah. Or- I've just got to figure out how to sew it in the costume. Nice. All Make right. a hole. And, you know, here was the struggle. I'm like, should the eggs come out of my front? Or should I bend over and should they shoot at my ass? How, may, how am I going to do this, Shan? Right. Uh, but everyone, right. I've taken a small poll and everyone thinks I should shoot the eggs out of my ass. So it's going to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm agree with that. If they're going to shoot.
2: Right? Yeah. Bending over and shooting eggs out your ass at the audience. Yeah. No, he does that. Are you going to be able to aim
1: properly though? You I don't, don't know. You
2: don't want to shoot an eye
1: out.
0: Does it matter? With right. It's a ping pong ball. They're not, You're not going to put an eye out with that.
1: Right. Are the Easter eggs or
2: ping pong balls? Well oh. the the apparatus we're gonna try to things. I don't want to be disappointed things. when I see this number, right. that's what I'm asking. Oh. I know. <laughs> uh. it's in construction. All right. Then it's, I'll just it's, be surprised. It's a hope and a dream right now. But I feel you know, like, if
1: you shoot eggs out, then you could put candy inside.
2: Right, you can do so many things. So many things. You could do a glitter egg so many things (laughs) but i just think you know if you're gonna get up on stage you've got to have a shtick and i love to invent shit right that's how i came up with the nun act yeah somehow blowing up cock balloons with my tits needed to happen excellent and it took me a long time to figure out how i was going to do that so i know the evolution of this chicken poop Thing will happen <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's my goal you brought your toy bag too I before, did
1: before we wrap it up we well, gotta see funny. what's in that toy bag well alright yeah. let's check it out and then I'm gonna have you lay them out here on the poster so we can take a picture we, um, for...
2: <laughs> we like glass toys because number one oh, they're yes. pretty oh yes right mm-hmm. easy clean and pretty mm-hmm. okay so this is funny here's a funny one. Oh, I like that look at it it looks like it's it, a tentacle it's a tentacle can that's I touch it awesome. you can that's everything's cool. clean <laughs> <Ooh. Right. laughs> oh it's kind
1: of like a tongue but it's kind of like a, an octopus tentacle it's pretty uh-huh. uh-huh. it is that's
2: an art piece like you could just set that Rod got it for yeah. me because it's pretty nice I like that well we yeah. tried sir. To, to use it once but you know what those tentacles they, they're wow. <laughs> they wow They uh,
0: the little bumps yeah or the big gotta bumps I guess those are, yeah.
2: yeah. did you ever stick that bad boy in the freezer You know what? Ouch. No. (laughs) (laughs) I I like glass warm. All right. Not cold. Ouch. Oh, look look, look at this cute little pink Easter egg. Oh, yeah. So much fun. So these are your Benoit balls? Yeah. We tried it, but we laughed. Okay, here's one. (laughs) You tried it, but you laughed. There's a lot of laughter. Of course
0: there has to be. Look at this.
2: Oh, it's a banana dildo. But never been used. Oh. Because. Here's the fear. Yeah. Um. I, what if it gets lost up your butt? Okay, but look up out your butt. Through, up yes. your butt.
1: Yes, but you yeah. could stick it. it, does but it does not have have a this is like
2: G spot. Like you could totally use that on your G spot. I just thought it was cute. I'm like, you know, yeah. I, I I dressed as a giant banana. Yes. So I have to have all banana things. <laughs> <laughs> and this is one of those things I had to have, the even though we've dildo. never used it, because all I'm right. like, oh, who doesn't have a banana dildo? Yeah. You need to have that, right? Okay, so here's your funny story. It's like story. a fruit bowl. <laughs> That's your funny ah. story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you've got to open up that. Okay. Oh, okay. there we Here's go. Here's a funny story. See this? <laughs> oh, yes. yes. Okay, oh, right. my God.
0: I've never seen one of those in the right. flesh, as it were.
1: Uh, <laughs> right. I've had been I was threatened attractive.
2: I was attracted to this because of this shiny thing. Uh-huh. I just thought, wow, how fun is that? Oh. Right? Why would you not want it? Oh, my God.
1: Right. <laughs> so these are butt plugs. One is stainless and one is glass, and they've got rhinestones okay. on the plug part. Uh-huh. So when you bend over, you've got a sparkle shiny butthole. butthole. Right? They're grand.
2: <laughs> we should take pictures. Those are I'm going so to. awesome. Yes. Okay, so but this one has the funny story. So when uh, me and my partner first hooked up, you know how it is when you're first all hot and horny. And oh, of course. In person, you're oh, all yeah. into trying the mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> so I had this. We tried it. Well, apparently too much lube was used. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> oh.
2: This got lost. Oh. Did you have to go to the hospital? No. Oh, my gosh. No. You're so lucky. And later I found out that people actually end up in the hospital. Oh, yeah. Because I was a, I was a, well, I still am a um, certified medical assistant, so this shit is real, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I remember exactly thinking, and my partner said to me, um... Uh, there's, wow, where did the end go? And I'm like, oh, th- that panic. I'm <laughs> <of> like, okay, <laughs> now exactly, whoa. Uh, it was yeah. terrifying. Oh, yeah. yeah to yeah. lose a butt plug in your bum. Right. With a new partner. yeah. And you've only had sex a couple times. Awkward moments for all. What do you do? What do you say? What did Ah. you do? What did
1: you You say? You take a deep breath.
2: I just remember (laughs) panicking a little bit Uh and and sliding out of bed and going, oh, hold on. I'm just going to go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Just going to try to work with myself here a minute. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I did the two-digit pullout. But yeah. there was <laughs> right. some terror. Ooh. So because of that funny moment, uh, he purchased me this one. That which, big old Which, as hunter. you can see, is oh, yes. substantially larger. That's like
0: twice the diameter on the... On right, the, uh, but
2: we've never used this because now I'm like... So terrified. that fear. Well, yeah. That yeah. fear. <laughs> yeah. So it's more like uh this is so pretty. Mm-hmm. Right? Right? I swear, I love the glass toys because they're just so fucking gorgeous. Like you right. set up your own gallery of of pretties. Yes, for sure. So that's my funny story. I love <laughs> it. This got lost. This was bought, but I've never regained the confidence to try. I'm like, whoa, what if? <laughs> what if? <laughs> Well, we hope that you do someday. Right. I'll run, I'll report in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll post thank it on you. Facebook. You oh, we will, yeah, story? you will.
1: I'd say too much <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, wow. thank you so much for being here today, Shanna. This was a great interview, and uh, we hope that people get online and buy tickets to go see the Red Hot Lovers, of burlesque show. That's happening on February 14th, 2016, p.m. at the Soundtrack Bar and Grill in Linwood. Parking and people and can get tickets through tickets at sirensbq.com, which we'll post a link, yep. 15 bucks in advance, and it is worth every penny. That is a great way. Thank Take you. your lover out to see some feathers and titties on right. Valentine's Day. Right, Litter, right. I was I'm gonna sure. throw
2: some caulk in there, but I was like, no, let's just do an all-titties show. All titty show alright right. that's fair. There you Everybody go. loves titties. Everybody. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes.
0: All right, if you want to get in touch with us, we are at theofacepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at theofacepodcast or at Miss Jenga. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash, I don't know, Freckles or something like that, Freckles O-Face, uh, Jack O-Face. <laughs> the O-Face podcast site itself is there. Uh, we have a website where you probably got this episode, so here there I am go. preaching to the choir, but uh, that's at OFACEPodcast.com. And uh, thanks, everyone, who is pledging on Patreon we are going to be buying some new mic cords soon, and Yay! we owe that to Yay! you. So thank you very much. And if uh, you don't know what I'm talking about, go to patreoncom slash podcast and sign up for a dollar an episode, and it helps us help you. Fantastic.
1: Thank you. That's pretty much it. Thanks for being on. This is a Absolutely. great show. Thank you, dear.
0: Excellent.
2: Well, that looks easy enough, and Joey is going to try it out.
1: I'm just ready for a sound check. Yes. Devil artist here.
0: Ooh. Shanna.
2: Shanna. Shanna Banana. Many names. All right, cool. Many aliases. <laughs>
1: penis and Satan art. Right. I love it. I think my favorite little trinket from your show was the last one that was the Pegasus unicorn penis buttons. <laughs>
0: this is definitely right? something
1: that we, was brilliant
0: this is definitely something we need to cover <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you have one a small one i do i should go put it on oh my gosh i can make you more i love that image i'm like oh stealing that's yeah it's <laughs> incredible <into> button. <laughs> <laughs> right yes. on all
0: right cool i think that's got that